1: What's up guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully you guys had a fantastic weekend. Uh, Great show for you today. Uh, I was joined by my friend Nick Lindquist. Always a great time talking to Nick and uh, we covered a lot. We talked about the ongoing Elon Musk Twitter saga. Uh, we talked about how calling groomers groomers is good, actually. Uh, we talked about Donald Trump's bizarre uh, endorsements of late and how Ron DeSantis would be uh, Ron DeSantis, rather would be a much better uh, nominee in 2024. Uh, we covered a lot. I think you guys will enjoy it. Before I get to that, guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe. If you're an iTunes user, please take a couple seconds to leave us a five-star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate that. And if you like the show and want to get involved, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the No Gimmicks Podcast. All right. Without further ado, the great Nick Lindquist. All right, guys. We're here with my friend Nick Lindquist. Nick,
0: how you been, man? I've been great. How about you?
1: I've been just Fantastic. Fantastic, my friend. So uh, a lot to get to, as always, today. Um, Elon Musk decided against joining Twitter's board of directors. Um, Nick, I don't really know what's going on over there, but I'm legitimately fascinated to see (laughs) just how this whole Elon Twitter saga unfolds. Um, I mean, apparently he would have been subjected to some restrictions on how much stock he could buy and how critical he could have been of the company publicly if he were on the board. So like if that is the reason why he he turned this position down I, I I'm all about it like I'd say uh unrestricted elon is is better
0: yeah I mean it it bums me out from the perspective of like this was our chance to fix Twitter a, a, at least a little bit um I know he doesn't have like full reign over what happens, but at least he had some sort of voice um on the board and um, he's still he's still retaining all that stock, so that's good. I mean, he'll have he'll definitely still have some some sway because, I mean, you know, if he sells all the stock at once or something, that's going to be a huge problem for them. But, um, but yeah, I I was a little bummed because I was looking forward to to having Elon Musk, uh, manning the manning the helm of of Twitter finally. But I do understand. You know, the people at Twitter when when people from Twitter are sending people, they're not sending their best. And uh, and so I'm, I'm sure they would have, you know, disincentivized him to do what he actually would want to do and, and what would be beneficial for everyone at Twitter by things like, yeah, limiting stock buying options and, and things like that.
1: I mean, a lot of uh, overly optimistic right wingers on Twitter are uh, are are saying that you know, oh, see, he just he's he turned down the spot on the board because he's going to buy up a bunch more stock or, or come up with like a group of investors to like
0: you right. know
1: buy a right. significant amount, you know, give them controlling interest or something like that. And it's like, oh, maybe. I mean, I guess that's you know, I don't know. Elon Musk long... has done he's done crazier things over the course of his life, so it's not, you know, I guess it's not out <laughs> of the realm of possibility. But I uh, I. I'm not, I'm not going to join in that level of optimism for sure.
0: Yeah. I think that's, that's wishful thinking. Uh, you know, he, he might buy more. I I hope he does, but I, I'm not sure that that's what the plan is here. Also, uh, you know, on the, on a positive note, I, I saw his tweet after all this, like the, the giggling and, uh, I like that he's at least trolling them through this. Like, um, I think that's fun when he's trolling like one of the biggest uh, tech companies in the country, just shamelessly over their own platform. I think that's great. So, yeah, I, mean, I guess people, we'll see.
1: They deserve all the the uh, trolling coming their way, obviously. They deserve all. The yeah. Same. I mean,
0: it, th- this is humiliating for them too. all of this. So uh, <laughs> so and they, and they you're right. They deserve all of it. So I'm I'm pleased with that part of this.
1: At least he's in a position and like I don't trust Elon Musk, you know, like he's you know, he's not yeah. some like right wing like purist or something. I mean, you know, he just like opened up a new factory and, you know. China is going to be operated, you know, in like that same province with all like the slave labor going on and stuff like that. You know, he's not some like, you know, he's not one of us, (laughs) Sure. but it's like, you know, with Twitter, like he is in a position like he is their largest shareholder. They can't like he's untouchable, you know, like because he he bought all that stock and then their stock price went up 20 over 25 percent. Like he has like a golden goose for them right now. He has like 80 like they can't ban him the way they did Trump. You know what I mean? Like he's like Correct. he is untouchable and he control them however he wants and there's nothing they can do about it. So it's like this isn't going to go away. Like he's going to be a thorn in their side and I'm definitely I'm definitely here for that.
0: Right, yeah, exactly. Even if he's not in the in the board of directors directly, um he'll still have he'll still have plenty of sway in this company with with that much of a share of it.
1: Yeah, for sure. And we we have to talk about this uh the debate going on on in the right uh, about the the groomer stuff. I mean, apparently people are getting kicked off Twitter right now for calling the libs groomers. Um, and then all the usual suspects on the right that you know the the inept, chestless uh, precincts of the right that is are whining about how Republicans are going too far when they call um, groomers groomers. Um, I mean the the left. I mean, come on, man. The left is livid that they can't teach sex and gender transitioning to four to eight year olds in Florida. They can still do that in the other 49 states, but they're, they're extremely pissed off that they can't groom kids in Florida. It's it's the end of the world from their perspective. Um, and, and that's all I need to know, to be honest. I mean, if you look at their reaction, that's kind of all you need to know. I mean, I, I read this new Florida law. I wrote a piece about it last week. It's the least offensive piece of legislation I've ever seen. You know, it is It is yep. pretty basic stuff. Anybody who opposes it. I'm sorry. They're trying to groom kids. It's it's that simple. And I just can't stand that there's so many of these these weak need Republicans, who are oh, that's just going too far. Or you're using imprecise language. It's like guys, they're they're grooming children. They're, they're they're grooming kids. Like oh my goodness, if we can't call them out for it, I mean what what good are you? My goodness.
0: Yeah, like we're gonna. Yeah, I I've I've been frustrated with this in particular over the last several months, and uh, like it's just ridiculous. Like this is the battle you're going to fight while we have an opportunity to actually prevent children. Like this is a huge, not only a huge win for conservatives, but just for society. Like we can prevent children from being indoctrinated by whoever their teacher is and whatever they decide to teach them about gender identity and 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 sex education at at ages and we're talking about children that are like 4 to 8 you know 7 years old yeah, yeah exactly this isn't this isn't a conversation about high school kids this is a conversation about kids who absolutely do not need to learn these things especially from a public school teacher that is just a terrifying idea and it's ironic because a lot of these people David French in particular, claim to be like this moral-slash-religious right, and they claim to be in favor of things like privatizing education and making education better, and then they go and do this, and it contradicts everything they've ever said about these things. And it just really shows you, like, the Trump era has really just— destroyed certain people's brains. Uh, certain people are just long gone at this point, and there's no saving them.
1: Yeah, I mean, David French's piece he wrote over the weekend on this topic, I'm paraphrasing. You can go look it up if, if you if you want to lose some brain cells. But, I mean, his his premise was essentially you shouldn't care if Democrats are, are grooming your kids for sex changes at age four to eight because Donald Trump cheated on his wife. I mean, like, that that's legitimately his <laughs> argument. Like, just galaxy brain stuff from David French. It's like, God, yeah, it's
0: like he's playing 4D chess. It's...
1: <laughs> I mean, imagine thinking about Donald Trump as much as David French thinks about. I mean, that sounds exhausting. Dude, if just you wake up every day just obsessed with Donald Trump, like that, what a bizarre way to live your life. And it's a choice. Tro- he's choosing to live his life like this. My goodness. That lifestyle is just not for me, my friend.
0: Yeah, it, it must be tiresome, I would assume. Um, I I don't even know how he does it. And I don't know why he does it. I don't know why everything has to to circle back to Trump. And and this goes back to the fact that like these people it like the Trump era just rewired their entire brain. Like this is the way that they think. Everything is about Trump or Trumpism and if 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 it goes back to Trumpism, in this case I think they're mad because it's, you know, Ron DeSantis and Ron DeSantis is too Trumpy for them, so they have to oppose anything he does. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, at this point, if you are on the opposite side of this bill or um, opposing, not teaching, you know, five-year-olds about how there's multiple genders and there's, you know, you can choose from one of eighty-seven of them and um, you can change sexes whenever you want, like you're kind of a lost cause and you're not a very serious person.
1: Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's two ways too. I mean, it's not just the moral issue here, but it's, it's the, the politics of it as well. I mean, like I, I just yeah. don't understand how these, these same people, every single fight that's that we're presented with and it's never the Republicans, right? Like like this lie, this corporate media lie that like Republicans are instigators in the culture wars is just hilarious. I mean, like, all Republicans are doing is reacting to the insane stuff the Democrats are doing. You know what I mean? And it's like these people, the David Frenches and and all these people, it's like they're just programmed. They're programmed at this point to every cultural fight to say, oh, this isn't the hill to die on. This is, oh, don't worry. Oh, you're just, you're complaining about the culture. This isn't the hill to die on. Dude, they're grooming kids. I mean, they're they're indoctrinating children into gender confusion. Like, if that's not the the hill to, but with, with taxpayer dollars. Like, if that's not the hill to die on, I don't know what is. And then also just politically speaking, the Democrats took the wrong side of a 90-10 issues. I mean, like, indoctrinating kindergartners into gender confusion, is that's a 90-10 issue. I mean, it should be a 100 nothing issue, but it's a, it's a 90-10 issue. I mean, like, anybody who tells you that you should let them off the hook for this is working for the Democratic Party, either officially or otherwise. Like, when your opponent openly endorses... Brag[s] about endorsing like pure, unadulterated evil. You beat them down. You don't give them a pass. Like I'm just politically speaking, I don't know why this is complicated.
0: Well, it's complicated because Trump bad, and um, it, if if it if it goes back to Trumpism, then you know it's it's crossing a line, and and we should just abandon it. It's not a hill to die on, because the only hill we should die on now is if if it's related to Trump or not. So um, pretty weird stuff, and uh, it just shows how weird our, our political climate has gotten. Yeah, man. I, I just
1: don't understand how more Republicans aren't radicalized at this point. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, out of everything yeah. going on, I mean, like, our whole lives, there's been this contingent of Republicans who— like, seem to enjoy being controlled opposition, you know, just losing every race with dignity and all that nonsense. But it's like, I mean, just take a look around, man. The left locked everybody in their homes at gunpoint, destroyed the economy, debased the currency, left Americans to die in a war zone, censored everyone they didn't like, and are grooming children for bodily mutilation. Okay? <laughs> like, that's, that's yeah. like the platform of the DNC. And we still have Mitt Romney voting for Marxist judges. We have Spencer Cox using gender pronouns. We have jo- Jonah yeah. Goldberg over the week- weekend at the Atlantic's disinformation conference or whatever. He was still whining about how the pre- he's glad that the press didn't cover the Hunter Biden laptop. Jonah Goldberg said that, even, even after he's been proven unequivocally wrong. Right. Like, it's amazing. Like, I, I just—we just have no use for these types of people, like the controlled opposition types on the right. Like, and I've been saying it for months, but the future has to be an alliance of real conservatives— Libertarians and populists with the stomach to actually throw some punches, man. Like I just, we, we don't have time for the the weak, need old right anymore. Like it's just these people, man. You see, you see Spencer Cox in, in Utah with the pronoun stuff. He also like, uh, I think he signed some anti-gun legislation. He yep. like refuses to protect like women's sports and stuff like that. And it's like, how that like after everything we've been through these last few years. I mean, I I I become more unhinged every day. <laughs> I, I become yeah. more radical all the time, um, and I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. It's just, it's it's fascinating that a lot of Republicans are still pretending that it's like the 1990s or something.
0: Yeah, it's it's a very bizarre thing. Like these are things that we they're in our grasp. We can actually just take them now. Like the Americans are are more aware of issues like these than ever before. And they're more upset about these issues more than ever before. And then we have these squishes, like, like you were saying, Spencer Cox, um, in a, in a red state where he's very safe. It's not a political, it's not a political reason that he's doing this stuff. It's, it's clearly like, I don't know. He seems to have this personal agenda on, on what he needs to do with cultural issues. And and there's a lot of people like him, like, You know, I mean, Lisa Murkowski could never lose her seat. Um, You know, Susan Collins, I think, is is really the only one of that that squad who I I understand why she is the way she is. But the others just it's it's ridiculous. Um, They don't need to do this. And like, why are why are these issues that you've been campaigning on for decades all of a sudden just sort of not important to you? Um, when, when you, they're in your grasp and you can actually change them, it's, it's very bizarre. And, um, I think that, uh, voters are, are not going to, um, put up with these people much longer. I think that there's genuinely, the culture has changed. So now it's moving downstream to politics and, uh, yeah, I, I guess we'll see what happens, but I, I don't think this is going to be put up with in states like Utah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you look at at Romney in Utah. I mean, he he endorsed Mike Lee, his colleague's primary opponent, because Lee's too conservative for him, and then he votes yeah. for Katanji Brown Jackson,
0: which is ridiculous because cause Mike Lee is, probably is best one of the senators. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he's excellent. He's smart. He's calculated. Um, he's not hypocrite. like he doesn't flip flop all the time, unlike Mitt and, and yeah, the, the, the Brown Jackson confirmation just kind of exposed all that too. Like, do we really need these people in our party anymore? Um, I'm not sure.
1: No. And and you're absolutely right too. It's like, you, you mentioned Susan Collins and it's like, you know, like governor of Maryland, Larry Hogan, who's just awful. I mean, he's just like this left wing. He's I mean, terrible. He's yeah. terrible. But it's like he doesn't bother me nearly as much as Spencer Cox, because Larry Hogan never claimed to be a conservative or a, a right winger. He always claimed to be this moderate guy, this moderate Republican, you know, an Eisenhower yes. Republican. And we knew that, what we we're getting. But, but Utah is the most the most right wing state in the entire country. And they elected Spencer Cox to be a conservative. You know, what I mean, yes. like that, that pisses me off a lot more than Larry. Like we all know who Larry Hogan is. We know who Susan Collins is. I mean, it's like I mean Maine's a blue state, man. Like, yeah, it's super tough to be elected there as a Republican. I I I get that. I mean, she never claimed to be pro-life. She never claimed, you know, she never like she's always been a pro-choice Republican. Like, it's like obviously those positions are awful, but like that doesn't bother me nearly as much as Mitt Romney or Spencer Cox. It's like my goodness. Yes,
0: exactly. Like we knew what we were getting, and then we have people like Mitt Romney who who have campaigned as like you know four to five to six different versions of himself, depending on what state he's in or which race. <laughs> so like we had the, the super moderate squish Mitt Romney in in Massachusetts who pioneered, you know, Obamacare basically. Oh, yeah. And then we had a super conservative Christian, um, you know, so social morals, uh, Mitt Romney running for president. And then he ran on a similar, he he ran similarly in Utah and now he's being like, like Larry Hogan in the Senate or something like it's, it's, it's pretty wild and it's unfair to voters too. I mean, you can't like lie to people just to get your seat and then just kind of operate on your own, uh, your, your own personal, uh, desires. Yeah. I remember going to a, uh, Mitt
1: Romney rally in 2012 Oh, yeah. And uh, he had the, the National Debt Clock on stage with him. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. He's, just, he's talking about, you know, fiscal responsibility, you- <laughs> talking about how much he likes guns, talking about traditional values and all that. It's just hilarious, man. These people are shameless. Yeah,
0: they are. They are.
1: So I have lost a ton of listeners uh, in the last several months because I've been so critical of Donald Trump. Um, and. I have to think that more people are coming around to my position now. I mean, like look at Trump over the weekend. He had, he endorsed that Doctor Oz guy in, in Pennsylvania. I mean, Oz has promoted both gun control and transgender surgeries for children. He's he's pro-choice. I mean, he's a, he's a left-wing guy. I'm like, man, can can Trump please just go away? Like, just stop. Yeah. Can he just put the just stop talking for five seconds? I mean, he's absolutely terrible. He's the worst at picking candidates. And that makes sense because he was horrible with personnel decisions as president. I mean, the guy is a bad judge of character. That problem hasn't gone away and the excuse by his hardcore supporters is that like, oh, like it'll be different if he's president a second time. Wh- why? Like yeah. what evidence is there that a 75-year-old billionaire would just miraculously change his personality? Like that that doesn't happen. If he's the nominee again or the president again, these problems are going to persist. Like he's going to keep making these same dumb mistakes over and over again. I, I just don't, I, it's, it's not, it's not justifiable, man. I mean, this is inexcusable.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, yeah, his, his endorsements in particular have been just a lot of them have just been terrible. I mean, yeah. this is like, and and it's affecting the people who got his endorsement that actually should have gotten it. And now it's like, you know, the endorsement is starting to not really carry much weight. Like, yeah, it's carrying weight among this very small group of ultra, you know, ultra dedicated Trump supporters. But he's losing a lot of a lot of other people. And uh, like, especially with this Dr. Oz endorsement, I found that one to be one of the most wild things I've ever seen in my life. Like Dr. Oz is the person that we're gonna we're gonna support for the Senate, the guy who wasn't a Republican until he decided he wanted to run as a Republican for Senate. Like he's just yeah, I mean he's making a lot of mistakes. But one good thing that could come out of this is um well, I guess it depends on who you are. I, I would love <laughs> to see Ron DeSantis be the nominee for 2024 so you know if if this is going to deter him from being able to run in 2024 i guess so be it i i think ron like we need we need someone new in the in office that retains the good stuff about trumpism but um you know looks at things in a more focused way and and uh and avoid some of the character flaws that Donald Trump had, which, um, again, some people might disagree with that. But I, I think that it's very clear that he he had several character flaws.
1: Yeah, definitely. And and I, I mentioned this on the podcast uh, last Wednesday, but like Ron DeSantis's appeal after all this covid stuff and after this new law, you know, protecting children from from groomers and stuff like that, like. I've never seen—I mean, I I was born in 89, so I wasn't around for Reagan. But, like, I've never seen a Republican with this broad of an appeal to just a vast swath of people on the right as Ron DeSantis. I mean, like, I had—in February, I think, like, the same week, I had my buddy Jim Garrity from National Review on, and then I had uh, Clint Russell from Liberty Lockdown on, who's uh, an anarchist. And a member of the Libertarian Party, and then Jim Gary, yeah. who's the senior political uh, correspondent for NRO, he's like a a fairly moderate conservative Republican, and I had those guys on back to back, and they were both singing Ron DeSantis' praises. And I'm like, guys, like this is great, this is great. Like I've never seen anything like this in my life, man. Like you have like a a, a National Review Republican and a in an anarchist who are both on the same page, all in for Ron DeSantis. And it's like, guys, that just does not – like, a, a candidate like that does not come around every day. And, like, for the, the Trump supporters who are like, well, Trump can be the nominee in twenty four, and then DeSantis can run in 2028. or It's like, no, that is just not how it works. Like, that's a nice yeah. thought, but, like, that just doesn't work. I mean, like, that's worked once ever when Reagan lost in 76 and then came back and won in 80. But that's typically just not—that's not how it works, man. Like, every—like, these candidates, these transformational candidates are just a moment in time. And if they miss their window, it's over. And I really don't want to miss out on a, a president, DeSantis, man. I think he's—he could actually get a lot done. He understands Congress. He was a congressman for eight years. Like, he, he, he'd he be able to get a heck of a lot more done than Trump did— um, he, he just understands—he plays the game better. He's smarter. He's more thoughtful. He doesn't just run his mouth. I mean, he's great yes. under pressure. He's just as good, if not better, at Trump at, at smacking down the press. I mean, it's like, man, we just cannot miss the boat on this guy. I really think he's uh, he's the best man for the job and could get a lot of good things done.
0: Totally, totally agreed there. And and, and like you were saying, it is insane how he's managed to— um please so many different factions of the right like it's pretty insane you know i mean there are still some people on the nikki haley boat for some reason and oh my goodness she she could never do like she could never do what what ron has done in terms of coalition building she's Um, this could be like dude she's so off
1: nikki can we just mention her for a second like her political like i've never met her or interviewed her or anything i don't know her from adam but like Dude, she has like the political instincts of like a earthworm, man. Like she's so <laughs> bad. She's just so bad. It's like anytime she'll do like a silly press conference or a or, you know, send something out on a letterhead, it's just like cringe-inducing. It's like she's just a doorstop of politics, man. She's just not good at this.
0: Yeah, it's it's yeah. I mean, it's kind of just gone for her. Uh any chance that she had it at winning uh twenty twenty four. Which I think I've I've if my intel is correct, I think she's going to do. Um, but I don't think it's going to be successful for her. Uh so I I guess we'll see, but I think Ron DeSantis is like the opportunity of a lifetime um to have like a new Reagan and and a better Reagan, actually better, maybe. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. A, a, a yeah, more like, conservative you know, uh-huh. smaller government version of Reagan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, and I mean, just like, and for the guys that, and there's, dude, there's a lot of people that are just pissed off hearing us talk right now, and I'm gonna hear about oh. it because I always hear about it. But it's like, Nick Linquist, let me let me ask you a series of short questions, well, just <laughs> off the top of my head. Okay. Would Would Ron DeSantis ever endorse a leftist in an extraordinarily important swing state Senate race?
0: Absolutely not.
1: Let's say, would DeSantis pull his endorsement from the most conservative candidate in an Alabama Senate race because he got his feelings hurt? No. Yeah, I don't think so either. Oh, do you think DeSantis would have handed over complete control of the United States federal government to Anthony Fauci?
0: Uh, I don't believe he would. No, I I don't don't think
1: so. Do you think Ron DeSantis would have done his darndest to mess up our electoral chances in every single Georgia race? No. No, No, I, I don't. I just don't. I think you're oh, right. George. You know, I think you're right about that. You know, because Ron DeSantis seems like an adult, not a 75 year old baby who makes every decision <laughs> based on pride and his own feelings. It's like, right. dude, I just I'm, and I respect and appreciate a lot of the stuff that Trump did. I don't think he was a bad president, but I'm just over it, dude. It's like, yeah. I, how much lo- how much longer do we have to watch this nonsense before people are like, okay, it's been fun, but. <laughs> but but it's right. time to move on, and it has been fun, yeah. dude. It's been fun when Trump ordered all that McDonald's, for like the <laughs> like yeah. football like that was hilarious. like the dude's hilarious. He's the funniest president we've ever
0: had by Colin far. And Marco Rubio short like <laughs> it's, been, it's been real fun comparing his dick size to, to Marco Rubio yeah. on stage. Like yeah, that's hilarious,
1: yeah. man. That's objectively funny. Like I get. I mean, trolling. Like uh, uh, who who do you tell to eat meatloaf? What fat guy did he tell me? Oh, Chris, Christy, oh, Chris uh, Christie. Uh,
0: Chris Christie. Yeah, yeah. It's hilarious. He had a lot of fun with that, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's like, and I get that, and I know we all love that, but it's like, dude, I don't know. The, the Wolves are at the gate, Nick. I mean, it's like, look around. Like, this, the State of the Union is not good <laughs> right now. Yeah. We really can't afford to, to drop the ball in Georgia. I mean, like, Warnock has no business even being competitive in that race. He's a Marxist. I mean, like this Ohio race, I, th- I think Gibbons is going to win. Who's my guy? But you know, I don't think Tim Ryan has has any any chance. You know, it sh- he should have no chance. You know, like I just feel like in a lot of these races, the only thing that can go wrong is Trump's mouth. It's like he yes. can he can he has the ability to sink any candidate if the guy looks at him the wrong way and he just becomes vindictive because he's this old vindictive man. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like. I, I I hate the stress, man. I'm like I feel really good going into these midterms, but it's like Trump could just randomly do something and blow it all up. And yes. it's like I just hate worrying about that. Can't we have just a stress-free just slam dunk midyear uh you know, off-year cycle where we pick up 50 seats in the house and 5 in the Senate? Can we just have like just a slam dunk cycle where we don't have to worry too much? Like man, that sounds great.
0: It does, yeah. I mean, it. It the, the key really is just separating Trump from Trumpism and and understanding that his character flaws and the the way he operates is a risk to Trumpism. Like it, it, he's a risk to his own what what he started. And 100%. Uh, and I I would love to see someone else take elements of what he started and piece it together into like a cohesive um, a cohesive plan and then build a cohesive coalition with, you know, um, just everyone he's managed to, to, to get out to the polls and, and the people that, you know, are gonna keep growing like the Latino community. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll get the suburbs back and all of these important pieces that could actually flip entire states for us, and and completely flip the script on what's a blue state and what's a red state. A hundred percent.
1: And I, I mean, the, just the the frustrating part for me is that like, DeSantis has already done that. Like he's he just he did what you just suge- suggested that we do in Florida already. Like he's just like he's taken all the best parts of Trump's platform, and actually executed those those points, and just like yeah. weeded out all the nonsense. And he has broader appeal, and it's it's all right. It's like he's just ready. We're ready to roll, man. I mean, this is like, you know what I mean? Like this is like, it's it's perfect. Like the timing is absolutely perfect, and we just need we just need Trump not to run, man. And if Trump does run, we need people to have the balls to run against him. We need DeSantis to have the balls to run against him. I, but honestly, I don't think he will. Like I think if Trump runs, they'll just like clear the the path for him.
0: Yeah. Well, they'll know? have to. I mean, yeah. he'll just. He'll he'll become a kamikaze if if anyone runs against him he'll yeah I mean it's it's just an awkward situation there
1: Ugh, not great not great my uh, my buddy actually former producer of this show uh, Josiah Hughes was down he lives in Jacksonville and he was at the UFC fights on Saturday and and uh, Desantis was there and uh, he was like dude when Desantis walked in the arena it was just like I mean it, it was like a rock star <laughs> walked in. <laughs> It was like Paul McCartney walked in. I mean, like, the guy, like, he is just Floridians love the guy. He's going to win by 15 points, I think, uh, in his oh, reelection be- bid. And I don't, it's just, I, I've just never seen this broad a group. Like, Trump just does not, he's not capable of this level of broad appeal. And that's not like necessarily a bad thing. It's just that he has 100 percent name recognition and everybody already has their minds made up. So it's like he's not going to pick like suburban women are not going back to Trump. They hate Trump. They just hate him. It has nothing to do with policy. It's just him personally. You know, like it's just a guy like DeSantis could flip the suburbs back. Hispanics in Florida already love him. And it's like, I don't know, man, it's just it would make our lives just you and I. I mean, for the sake yes. of us, just with what Correct. we do for a living, like, it would be great if they could just make our lives easier and just get on the DeSantis train. I'm I
0: totally you. agree. Also, uh, yeah, I, for, from my own personal selfish perspective, I would love to see uh, DeSantis do what he did to Florida Latinos, to Texas ones, and, and keep getting the state more red and safe from cities like Austin. Hundred so. percent.
1: Yeah, DeSantis has over fifty percent support among Hispanics in Florida, which is bananas. I
0: it's mean, phenomenal. That's
1: like, if he if he can come anywhere close to replicating that in Texas and other states, I mean it's like it's all over. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that would like that would you know the the Democratic Party in these border states would go the way of the dinosaur if if somebody like DeSantis were able to replicate that across state lines, man. I mean that number is like, I mean I, what what did what percentage let me look it up. What percentage did Trump get of Hispanics in Florida? I don't know.
0: I think you know there was definitely a rightward swing, but it wasn't quite the level of Desantis. Like, I think it was just under twenty percent, if I'm remembering
1: correctly. Which is like yeah. it was an improvement based yeah, on it was 2016, but it wasn't. You know what I mean? That's not that's not going to get the job done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely
1: no you're definitely right about that man Nick my brother thanks for uh, doing this we'll do it again soon uh, where can everybody uh, read your stuff follow you online all that good stuff
0: yeah uh, f- uh, you can check out you know, my readings and my uh, writings and all of that good stuff at NickLindquist.com and then you can follow me on Twitter at Nick underscore Lindquist
1: everybody follow Nick he's great that's all I got for today I'm Brady Leonard I'll be back on Wednesday
0: no gimmicks <laughs> Thank you.